On this episode, we invite Mr. Warren Shad into the balance room. Eric Seats and his daughter cook up something special for the podcast. And Dave Chappelle doesn't just save the day, but my week. Don't worry. You can thank me later. 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 Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of the Balance Room Music Podcast. I am your host, musician and producer Ingrid Wood. W-O-O-D-E. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play for you to subscribe to. That way, you don't have to wonder when is a new episode coming out. You just get one notification letting you know there's something new for you to listen to, uh, which is once a week, usually on Mondays, but this episode is coming out on Tuesday. Um, but that's okay, because you can listen to this podcast whenever you want to listen to it. And I always forget to mention this. There's also a YouTube channel uh, associated with this podcast. Um, it's not; it's fairly new. It's not that many videos on there, uh, but there are some videos on there, and uh, it's like different tours that I've taken of, of certain things. And I use it as, as an excuse to uh, pull out my drone and take some cool aerial shots. So when you get a chance, the link is in the podcast description, or you can just go to YouTube, just search the Balance Music Podcast, and make sure that you subscribe and check those videos out. This episode is supported by the Cambridge Tradition, which is an urban design house that specializes in street apparel and new wave art. Their collection includes, but is not limited to custom watches, skateboard decks, hoodies, t-shirts, and authentic jerseys. This brand is designed around the principles of quality and excellence. Now, Cambridge Tradition is doing something super special for us, the Balance Warmers. They are offering us a uh, discount, a 50% discount on their apparel. All you have to do is go to the website, which is CambridgeTraditionLLC.com. And just to make sure Cambridge is spelled C-A-M-B-R-I-D-G-E, CambridgeTraditionLLC.com. Go there. And when you check out, just use the promo code BALANCE, all lowercase B-A-L-A-N-C-E balance and you will get your 15% off discount. And now this runs through Friday, April 21st, 2017. So make sure you take advantage of that. All right. So whether you are a new or returning uh, balance room listener, welcome. I appreciate you for hitting play. And if you are a new listener, you know, as you may assume the balance room music podcast, there's musicians and music lovers who listen to this podcast, but this is also for creatives who are or who have a desire to make a living from the creative side. So I bring in guests to the podcast who are uh, different uh, creative entrepreneurs in different fields, have conversations with them, and I share those with you on this podcast. And I also have conversations with myself <laughs> on my journey. I share those with you as well. But like I said, I just appreciate you for hitting play. And I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. All right. So there's a couple of new things um, that's going to that's going on in this episode. One of them being that I am bringing in a new guest into the balance room. And I will introduce him probably like one minute. And the second new thing is there is a new intro 
to the Ask E Seats segment. Uh, so for again, for my new listeners, I have different segments on the podcast. And for most of them, I've created like a little intro theme song or a little sound effect just to let you know um, that we're going into a new segment. So we have the 7-Up Story, which is going to come up. We have Songology, which is one of my favorite intros that I did because I decided to pull out the talk box for that one. And we have Go To Gadget, which as you can assume, um, I, well, depending on your age and if you watched cartoons, I basically kind of took like um, a theme song to <laughs> to an old cartoon I used to watch. And I just, I recreated it. Um, yeah, I recreated it in my own little ingy way. And then we have Ask E Seats, uh, which is where Eric Seats, um, one of my big brother in music, he's a tour musician, an incredible, phenomenal producer. He does not toot his own horn. He doesn't wear his accomplishments on his sleeve. So you won't find him bragging about himself. But I, I encourage you, look him up. Um, he's incredible. But for his segment, I was going, he he did not, he hasn't had uh, an intro for his segment. But I was going to create one. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if Eric wants wants to make his own uh, intro for his segment. And so I asked, he was like, um, let me send you something. And so I'm excited for y'all to hear his, his intro, his little ditty for his segment. It's a it's a co-production. It's him and his daughter, Ari. I think Ari is six, I think. Um, now, don't let the age fool you. Like, she did her thing on this song. So I'm excited for y'all to hear that intro. And then there's there's a, a segment called Tear of the Week. I don't have a theme song for that yet. I may do something pretty fun down the line. I may include you all, uh, the listeners, see if you all want to produce something. Um, just an idea. But yeah, right now, that's the only segment that does not have a theme song. But that's okay. Now, the new guest that I'm bringing into the balance room, he is the first African-American piano manufacturer. His piano is the official piano for the Vatican in Rome. And his pianos, I think they're they're in most, if not all, of the Rolls-Royce showrooms. So there's a partnership with Rolls-Royce. Uh, also, his pianos are the only pianos that you will see on a particular show that comes on Wednesday evenings on Fox. You may have heard of the show. It's called Empire. <laughs> but anytime you see a piano on that show, it is his piano, a Shad piano, S-H-A-D-D. Now, I know I've not said his name yet because I'm going to let him introduce himself. Well, my name is Warren Shad, S-H-A-D-D, and I am a piano technician. I am a piano designer. I am a piano manufacturer. I am the CEO, manufacturer, and inventor of Shad Pianos. First, I am a musician, and uh, I'm, I'm a drummer, and a B3 jazz organist, and a pianist. I can't wait for y'all to hear this conversation. Um, it's a great conversation, incredible story. Uh, and also, <laughs> Warren and I, we had a lot of belly laughs. Now, I edited the podcast. I, I, <laughs> I kept in most of the belly laughs, not all of them. But uh, I kept in most of the belly laughs, so you, you'll hear those here and there. But um, I really enjoyed the conversation and the information and, um, and just his and Warren's journey. And I also want to make sure I want to thank uh, the VP, the vice president of Shad Pianos. Thank you, Angela. I appreciate you so much. She's the one who made this conversation even possible. So, Angela, again, 
Thank you so, so much. Now let's go ahead and step into the balance room. Whenever you have aspirations to do something, um, you have to block out the noise. Sometimes you have, uh, you have to believe in yourself and you have to be a, a self-starter and, uh, and you could be able to accomplish your goals from beginning to end. Uh, some people will start and then the first block that they see or uh, they receive, uh, they, they stop. And I think that my upbringing in terms of being a child prodigy and playing at a certain level and a certain level of expectations and excellence helped me to weather the storm through something that has never been done before. And that helped me to be able to also read people. Um, you, you also have to be able to read people. And what I mean by that is uh, understand their point of view and where they're coming from. Sometimes people could say certain things. And let's just say I, um, when I first got these uh, big aspirations to build a, a piano and uh, become a piano manufacturer, I, I had lunch with a guy uh, who was a um, CEO of a piano company. And he says, well, you know, well, Warren, you know, um, I, we've done you know business for a long time in terms of you um, getting parts from us for other pe- people's pianos that I was rebuilding at the time. And now I'm, I'm ready to now um, extrapolate into manufacturing. And uh, he said, well, you know, Warren, uh, that's a tall uh, task, especially in this economy. And I'm thinking, well, you are selling pianos as well in the same economy. So <laughs> I didn't, you know, I'm like, this is the same economy. So what's the difference? Um, uh, especially if high-end luxury pianos that we sell, and this is a high-end luxury piano um, CEO I'm speaking of. So it's the same. It's, it's like Rolls Royce is selling cars, no matter what the economy is, because the demographic of, of people that they uh, approach meet meet that uh, that price point. So. Um, we're having lunch, and he says, you know, you, you really need to go see a doctor and get your head examined if you think you, you're going to, you know, start a manufacturing company in, in, at this time. And I said, okay. And so I got up, and he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go see a doctor because I'm going to get my head examined because I'm going to start a piano manufacturing company. Well, as they say on TV, the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone. So he says, he says, oh, my God, you know, you, you're crazy. I said, I am. Bye-bye. And, uh, and uh, it gave me um, even more momentum to, uh, to be able to, to accomplish this. And that's what I, I said about reading people. Um, sometimes they don't want you in because they think that you may take a, a, a segment out of the industry and lower their segment, which has been the case uh, to a certain degree. But I can tell you that uh, going against some of the, the titans in the industry that have been uh, in business established since the 1800s, and here I come along um, and uh, established and founded in 2003 and got my first piano out in 2012. And so you would say that's a nine-year stretch of uh, many iterations of pianos, many uh, experiments, uh, many good and bad experiences. But again, you, this is where I said in, in initially is that you have to be able to go through the fire if you want to achieve. Some people don't do it and they fall short. And then some people uh, have high expectations and believe in themselves. And that's exactly what they do. They, they go until they make it happen. And that's what I did. So...
sound um, usually it, it, it emanates around the back of the piano, around the the perimeter of the soundboard. It it it, it uh, the sound goes up and it, then it goes out. And the pianist doesn't get this sound, doesn't get that sound because it it it, it only ranges in the back of the piano. When you go and stand next to um, a grand piano, and you're in the curved part of the standing in the curved part, that's where you hear most of the music right there. Because that's where your soundboard and your strings and your plate, et cetera, are back there. The keys are in the front. It's almost like a, a car. The whole, you know, the engine is in the front. That's that's what's moving the car. Not not the steering wheel per se. Not the dashboard. You're only you're only controlling which way it's going to go. But you're not controlling the the speed or other mechanical attributes. So the same thing here with the piano. In the back of the piano is where the sound is, and you're only pushing the buttons to make the sound come out back there. What differentiates our piano is that the sound does come out from back there, but it also travels to the front of the piano to the pianist. And that's, that's one major thing about our pianos is that the sound actually travels to the pianist. And so when the piano player starts playing, it, it, the pianist is like, wow, it, I mean, it sounds like the music is all on top of me. I mean, I'm totally engulfed in piano sound now in real time. And so it, it's like uh, I've had pianists come here and say they'll get up and you know, after playing the piano you know, and say, wait, 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 wait a minute, is, is it the room? And it's, it's, it's not the room. I've had uh, one particular artist come in and uh, he, he played the piano and he was totally uh, just like astonished uh, of the type of sound that it generated. And then um, he excitingly booked um, a concert grand for his recording and for his entire recording, which was, became number one on the gospel charts. And uh, after the, the first uh, sound check, he came over to me and said, you know, Warren, it's not the room, it's the piano. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know this. <laughs> I know this. And that's a gospel star, uh, Richard Smallwood. And so all of the piano sound you hear on his latest CD anthology, that's a Shad Piano Concert Grand. That is one thing that the musicians, when they play the piano, they instantly feel that the, the sound is coming to them. And, uh, uh, and that was one of the major things that I worked on uh, from the very beginning. Andre Crouch Piano Tribute is the song that's now playing off of Richard Smallwood's 2015 album titled Anthology. introducing our synthesizer keyboards now and they will be on empire next season which starts in september it's the shad star and then there's another one called innovate the uh star is the um larger version it has a transparent touchscreen that goes all the way across the back of the keyboard you can set it to have uh, four different monitors displayed in one in one long touchscreen and has built-in video cams where you can do interactive piano lessons interactive performing interactive jamming interactive recording uh, with people around the world who also have this this keyboard, and you will see it in Jamal's room, his uh, penthouse taking over the current brand. So yes, you will see that on Empire, and that's a it's a phenomenal instrument. And uh, we're going to distribute these keyboards to 38 locations around the world uh, 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 to the most impoverished uh, kids um, in schools to be able to interact with each other, and they're interacting with the fluent 
students and teachers around the world uh, so they can exchange culture, music, learn computer technology because there's a computer inside the piano. So you uh, you have to, I mean, the keyboard, so you will, you'll have to be able to navigate uh, with the computer to perform on this keyboard. So you're learning in that in that capacity, and uh, everyone knows that, that the keyboard and, and piano playing increases the spatial temporal of the brain and that it helps you uh, being uh, ambidextrous and working on both sides of the brain and that it also increases your brain power in terms of understanding math and science and, and uh, problem solving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so all of these particular things are, are using the, the keyboard as a catalyst to learn uh, each other's culture uh, being distributed around the world. And so if you want to uh, understand the culture of a kid, you're in Washington, D.C., and you want to understand the culture of a kid who lives in Dubai uh, or in the, the Middle East and, or in Japan or or elsewhere in Russia, if you want to know what how they feel and uh, and you want to know um, exchange your culture and have a better understanding of tolerance and learning each other's languages, uh, because we have instant translation software in this keyboard. So we, when you have your headset on connected to the keyboard, you speak your language and it comes up on the top of the screen, and then someone else who corresponds, uh, their language comes under that, and then this translates into your language. So you're understanding and learning languages in real time. And so these are not just you know, performance keyboards, but they're learning, learning tools and also uh, used as a medical device because we're also using these to ascend and educate and enrich the lives of those who are autistic, deaf, and blind, and those who are neuro, have uh, neurodevelopmental disabilities and neurobehavior disorders. As I was published in the Music and Medicine Journal in, in 2013 based on assistive technology that I invented for autistic, deaf, and blind, and uh, and I tested uh, along with uh, Dr. Philip Pearl, who's the chief of neurology at Harvard Boston uh, Hospital and Medical School, at Harvard Medical School. Uh, we tested on these kids for over a year and uh, was published in the Music and Medicine Journal. And so the keyboard, that's what I said, the versatility of the particular keyboard and how it's used. So you'll see that soon. Can't get any more gadgetry than that. <laughs> It's that keyboard, and, and other than that, it's it's something that's attached to my hip, and my and my ear is my phone. Oh my god, <laughs> I have to carry my phone around like it's part of my body. I mean, the phone rings, or I have to send a message, or you know, you know, back in the day when we were when we were attached to our desktop, <laughs> or then start carrying around, lugging around our laptop, and then start lugging around our, our, our tablets. But now that the phones have become so sophisticated, you can do just about everything on your phone. And so my go-to gadget has got to be my 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 phone and uh, that and, a, and an airline ticket. <laughs> the airline because I travel extensively, so it's it's, it's the phone and the, and the airplane. Those are my those are my gadgets. Those are some good gadgets right there. (laughs) Okay, we're about to get into the Ask EC segment. If you have a business music question or anything in between, you can email those questions to eric at thebalanceroom.com, E-R-I-C at thebalanceroom.com. And, of course, you can always ask those questions on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find us. uh, Just look up The Balance Room Music Podcast, and we should pop up if you're not already following us there already. And if you want uh, to remain anonymous, no worries. Just let us know. I like this song, Daddy. Okay, sweetie. What I'm going to do is pull up a solo and wait till I count you off okay you ready Shout out to the balance room what's up this is EC shout out to my sister Ingrid Wood what's good um, here for the questions quote 
if I have a child that's around seven years old and they have a love for a particular instrument, what are some things that I can do to help nurture that? Unquote. Um, good question, because I have a my daughter is six um, and she has a few times expressed just different um, instruments that she wanted to approach. And um, how I helped that was when she mentioned when I saw her holding, I, I, I bought her a, a she has a drum set, she has a guitar, she has a keyboard. Um, I bought her a guitar and I saw her hold the guitar like it was a violin and then she took and used a drumstick for the bow. Um, I saw that she had an interest in playing the violin. I'm not sure where she saw that, but what I, how I wanted to nurture that was I, I went and got her a violin. You know, I didn't aim at getting the top of the line violin, um, just something, a starter violin so that if she was serious, we can grow into getting something better uh, equipment. But just to see if that, you know, because a lot of times they'll take an interest in something and it'll be uh, gone the next week or the next month. But if they are passionate about it, they'll stick to it. And you'll see the, you, you should be able to see the interest, um, whether they're interested or not. So that's one way to nurture is just to put it in front of their face, um, to have it accessible to them, um, because that, that, that's all the difference in the world, you know. Um, I played air drums for years as a kid, but when I was finally able to get a, a, a real drum set, that just enhanced my, my thought processes, um, what, I, what I thought in my head that I would play, like it ended up sounding like that. You know, you could execute it that way, but that's how you should nurture that. So I hope that answers the question. Peace, six, and I'm out. Peace, six, and I'm out. Thanks, E. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and get back into this conversation with Mr. Warren Shad. And my father was a piano technician and rebuilder. And so there were pianos everywhere, uh, whether at, at home, in the basement, at, at, at his shop. And uh, I would uh, tear down pianos down to the nuts and bolts and rebuild these pianos uh, as a hobby. Refinishing pianos and um, exchanging soundboards uh, from one piano to another to to uh, just sort of get a, a barometer of the, the sound and how it would sound in this particular piano, retrofitting different parts, not knowing this subsequently that I would actually use some of this knowledge uh, when it came to choosing the, the correct parts and the parts I thought that were appropriate for a new type of uh, acoustic piano. So I was actually working on pianos as a kid, like you do model cars, you know, that, that sort of thing. At the same time, I was playing drums with a lot of people all, all the way through grade school to junior high school to high school all the way through Howard University and I was more and more tuning pianos perfecting the craft and then just doing a lot of touring and so after uh, my father passed I took over his business and I was fortunate to have a, a an entire um, 50 year span of client <laughs> at my disposal so uh, I was extremely busy tuning pianos and then less touring so I was doing more uh, local uh, local performances. From that point, um, I, I got a, an idea about how to enhance the sound of the piano uh, without electronics. And so I, I uh, did a little studying on that. And from that point, I think I achieved that by doing certain uh, things with the soundboard and uh, some of the other acoustical properties of the piano. And then uh, from that point, I, um, I started to add some electronics to the piano. And so I made sort of this hybrid acoustic electronic piano that encompassed speakers in front of the piano so the piano player could hear themselves play, uh, speakers in the in the bench and surround sound, speakers uh, in, around the bench and uh, a subwoofer under the, under the bench 
for controllable audio. And so then um, from that point, I just knew I had something uh, special, and that's when I began to really just start uh, hunkering down to design a, a new piano. I played this jazz concert when I was um, eight years old, and it was a big deal at this particular venue down at the Lincoln Memorial Steps. It was a big jazz concert, and I was one of the featured artists, and and uh, I was playing with my father's uh, big band, and the music was somewhat difficult, even though I was even accomplished it. at that early age. Still, the music was was seemed to be very difficult, and it was a it was a song that my father composed that uh, that featured me, you know, and a lot of a lot of drum licks and a lot of solo parts and and fillers, etc. And it was charts. I was reading charts, you know, at a young age. Uh, but this this seemed to be over the top difficult, and and uh, the learning lesson, even though it was hard, um, I think I, I killed it at the stadium. <laughs> I mean, at the, at the concert, you know. And uh, but I re- I recall my father, you know, when he when he's writing this music and he says, okay, this is uh, I, I can see him at the piano, you know, right now with the charts all the way all the way across the piano and say, this is where you're gonna take right here eight bar solo, and you're gonna come down here and take an eight bar solo. And it was just like, what are you talking about? You know, in this particular song, which he called Warren Shad Special, you know, and um, it's a it's a blues, uh, it's straight ahead jazz. And uh, I can tell you, um, it, it was one of the most difficult things that uh, I've ever experienced, but it was a lesson as well. When you think it's difficult, it's not difficult if you apply yourself. I remember he saying he would stop right in the middle of the rehearsal and say, no, 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 we got to do this, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is killing me. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just eight years old. I'm just a little kid. <laughs> God, you know. But when I when I played the concert, I was like a grown up, you know. It was like, and uh, stand and multiple st- standing ovations, and those st- same standing ovations can happen in, in in one's life if they apply themselves, no matter how difficult it may seem initially. Do you remember what? what that felt like, what that was like, you know, to, to be practicing maybe when your other friends would be out, you know, outside playing or doing fun things or, you know, your friends would be, wake, you know, waking up on Saturday mornings watching cartoons and you would be, you know, getting ready for a performance that evening. What do you remember what that felt like or, you know, the pressure or the joy um, well, what that was like being a child prodigy? Well, I, I could tell you that I was not that kid. I was not that kid who was one-dimensional. Uh, we had a basketball court in my backyard, and we played basketball from sun up to sundown. Uh, when we, when we rehearsed, we rehearsed. Um, we re- rehearsed, uh, cut out a, p- a particular time, and 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 do just that. I was not one of those kids that didn't have a childhood. Um, I was not uh, a mad and deprived kid of, of childhood, and. Uh, I uh, rode bicycles all over the neighborhood and played with my played with my friends and uh, I mean we just had a ball with people in my house 24 hours a day. We had a lot of people at my house. It was the jazz house and cats would come over and play uh, music and um, musicians would come there after the gig um, at in the middle of the night. And my aunt Shirley Horn, who's a, who's a Grammy Award winner jazz artist. Uh, was, and bring cats over to play at two or three o'clock in the morning, and and uh, you know, and I just I just did things as a regular kid. So it, 
there was no deprivation in terms of uh, you must be strict on this music and nothing else. I think also uh, from my history and my family and my lineage, I know that I was um, gifted. I, I, it's almost like I couldn't help myself because it, it was supposed to be anyway. You, you know, you can't stop the inevitable. Okay, I'm about to get into my tear of the week. For my new listeners, my tear of the week is just something that balances me out. You know, when you tear a balance, T-A-R-E, you're setting it back to zero. So towards the end of an episode, I will share something that balances me out, just a, a figurative way to kind of calibrate the episode, set it back to zero in preparation for the next episode that's to come. So my tear of the week for this episode is something short and sweet. If you know me, you know, I love comedy. <laughs> and um, so I recommend, I, I love the uh, the new Dave Chappelle special that's on Netflix right now. I uh, Last week was, it was an anxious-filled week for me. Good anxiety, but anxiety nonetheless. And um, I knew I needed to kind of force myself to just sit down, relax, and, and, and do something fun and funny. So I just turned on Netflix and and watched uh, Dave Chappelle's latest special, and it's really good. I recommend checking that out uh, when you get a chance. I actually, I saw Dave Chappelle when he was on tour uh, last year, 2015 or 2016. I can't remember. So it was either last year or the year before. Um, but I, I went down to Louisville, Kentucky. My cousins invited me, and we went and, and we checked out his um, him on tour, and it was, it was pretty good. But, yes, if you get a chance, definitely Check out Dave Chappelle's special on Netflix. Okay, so, you know, technically, this episode, episode 33, is really uh, part one of the conversation that I have with Mr. Warren Shad. Part two of the conversation is going to be in episode 34. But instead of me waiting to put that out a week from now, I'm going to put it out today, the same day. Uh, the reason that I do that is because I know for myself as a podcast listener, I'm not the type of listener, uh, who necessarily listens to like an hour long podcast in, in, in one setting, you know, I'll, I'll break it up. So I try to make sure that I keep my podcast about 30 minutes. So when I have a guest, there usually is a part one and a part two. Now, part two of the conversation in episode 34, that's like I consider that the meat and potatoes of the conversation. I strip away the segments. It's just straight up conversation. Um, so you want to make sure to definitely check out episode 34 because uh, Mr. Shad, he talks about uh, like passive income and, and how he created it and the reason why it's important as, a, as an entrepreneur to have passive income. He also talks about in that episode um, what those first few years were like. Uh, you know, building his, his credibility and finding ways to to make sure that people knew about and know about the Shad Piano. So make sure that you listen to episode 34, part two of the conversation. If you found something of value in this episode, I want you to do me a favor and hit that share button that is on your screen. Um, and, you know, I ask you to hit the share, share this podcast, not just to share the podcast and let people know about the podcast, but to share this information, um, because this is incredible information that these guests bring into the balance room to give to us, to give to you all as the listeners. And speaking of listeners, you know, this podcast is made for and it's made possible by you all, the listeners, by listeners like Anita D. Person, a songwriter in Cincinnati, or Mel, a math teacher in Philadelphia. I just, I, I thank you all and I appreciate you all as the listeners. And until next episode, which I make, I want you to make sure that you all check out. This is your host, musician and producer Ingrid Wood. Take care, God bless, and stay balanced. 
This is Warren Shad of Shad Pianos, and you are listening to The Balance Room. <laughs> 